a fly flying around my room. So if whoever was speaking something get cut off by like a scuffle and me crying out in victory, I killed it. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Hey I Like, the podcast where we talk about all the things that make our little neurodivergent brains go bonkers. I am your host, Jess. I use she, they pronouns, bringing that pronouns thing back for Pride Month. Uh, and I'm joined here by two very lovely friends today. Would you like to introduce yourself to the listeners? Hi, my name is Lucy. You may remember me from my episode on girl guiding, and I use she/her pronouns. Wonderful. I'm Tom, and I use uh, like any pronouns. They them. They them. We'll go with they them. Wonderful. They and them. We're like a Venn diagram. <laughs> Literally, we're like a little a little spectrum thing. We've got Lucy with her she/her, and Tom with they them, and then me in the middle. We love it. <laughs> um, but yes, so the reason why today we have multiple people and we've brought back the pronoun things is because it is Pride Month. So this episode is not necessarily going to be an hour and a half long info dump about one topic. It is going to be just us lot talking about some wonderful queer things. But this episode is just going to be an introduction to all things queer and our opinions on it i guess so where where should we start with this i'm just rambling i don't know what we're doing <laughs> shall we talk uh, queer origins first <laughs> well you see queer people came about when uh <laughs> at the dawn of time um yeah I, the I, first I... animal to discover sex was like what if I do this with another animal that's unable to reproduce? Or like, no, because you can't have queer sex that reproduces. It just animals <laughs> and love yeah. to have queer sex. This is like one of the things this I was going to talk true. about was queer animals and how much pretty much every single animal will it. Not every like single individual animal, but like every animal species that does sex and a couple that don't will do some like queer stuff as well. Yeah, like. I know my pony will flirt with anything that moves, so... <laughs> Something like 40% of lion sex is gay, and yeah. giraffes are so queer that it's hard to breed giraffes in zoos because the male giraffes just keep wanting to f*** each other. Oh, wonderful. Yeah, my, my pony is a mare. She has mounted other mares. Um, she flirts with everything that moves. She is the definition of pansexual. <laughs> Amazing. Oh, like, all of your animals. <laughs> Which makes her my complete opposite. So. <laughs> I also love the fact that when scientists discovered penguins having gay sex, they were so scandalized they wrote it up in Greek so that normal people couldn't learn that penguins were having gay sex. And now we have Antango makes three. <laughs> but no, uh, one of the things that JJ brought up was that at some point we should get everyone to sit down and talk about their queer story right like how they discovered that they were queer and like joined in with the community and all of that so if that's something any of you are comfortable with talking about that would be interesting I'm to hear sure 
there are no I emotions know, I know, Lucy, you said you didn't really have one so. it's the most boring one ever <laughs> I, I can read it out it was in text format oh wonderful <laughs> in yield 2019 oh well, I would have had this um, screenshot and pulled up I was in this big group chat with all these other people some of them who I didn't really know they were like my friends friends yeah and then out of the blue I get asked do you think such and such is bi and I was like I I don't know (laughs) I don't know why are you asking me about random people and I was like I have no idea and then um they asked oh well you and I was like I have no idea what do you think (laughs) I got my sexuality peer reviewed (laughs) oh I love that for you (laughs) and they were like you've seen her and I was like cool and I I quote I have no idea if I could choose I'd be pan I think that was at the time of the thought time when I was thinking wow being straight so boring I wish I wasn't if I oh, could well. choose, you are <laughs> allowed to choose. Obviously, the there's no like threshold you need to meet. Oh, I love that for you so much. That's <laughs> and then, yeah, and I was like, and they're like, do you have any inclinations to people who aren't dudes? And I was like, I don't know. I don't really care. It sounds like an interrogation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you look so pretty, pan curious. Yeah. Do and then I went to brush my teeth. <laughs> and that was it. And we never talked to the father again. And I never questioned it for forever. Oh, I love that. <laughs> my other friends, you know, having having your identity crisis every other week. And I'm like, I support you. Yeah. I pick my option and I'm sticking to it. <laughs> Yeah, see, uh, where do where do I start with mine? Do I talk about the fact that I genuinely did not know anything until I was, like, your age? <laughs> do I start with that? Do, do I, I start mean, with that? can. The... So when I was, like, a small child, <laughs> I mean, not that small. I was, like, eight or nine. Um you know how growing up in the early 2000s gay is like the ultimate insult yep well well i mean you wouldn't lou but... <laughs> it's written on the back of some of the school chairs <laughs> um but yeah so, um... so you know going to very rural conservative state school in the early 2000s gay is the ultimate insult um but also like uh, uh at the time I was loaning a male pony and he had a purple rug, <laughs> which, as you can imagine, got a few raised eyebrows because that is a very feminine colour for a male horse. And um, one of the other girls at the stables at the time made some comment about how it was like, oh, that's so gay. And at the time, all I read <laughs> was classic novels. <laughs> From like the 1800s, wherein, you know, gay does not mean gay. Gay means happy. So so I heard this blistering insult and just went, yes, I think he is very happy. (laughs) Um, Which, 
love that for me love that for child me but then it sparked this whole conversation when I got home in which um my parents informed me that gay is an insult and you do not want to be gay and lesbian means crazy woman because I had also heard that at some point uh, and didn't know what it meant and for some reason I uh did not look any further than that <laughs> for ages and ages and ages and uh basically lived until I was about 16 years old firmly believing that um which in retrospect is insane um but yeah uh one of my friends at secondary school came out as bi when i was a teenager so i knew what bi meant before i knew what gay meant (laughs) um and i was kind of like you know what zero and zero are the same so bi and then a couple of years later was like discovered the internet and realized that asexuality is a thing and now here we are many many years later <laughs> yeah that bit's interesting a lot like I I'm, I'm sure you discussed it in the ace episode but it's interesting that like a lot of the historically bisexuality has often included asexuality yeah like, yeah <laughs> you're both it you're, it's both the same it's cool um what i love is your story is so funny because i have not quite the opposite experience but like a very different experience because i went to an all-boys school um wow (laughs) i have no idea why all-boys schools still exist it's crazy um it is not a great environment but um (laughs) being an all-boys school i was like many boys of a teenage or you know just pubescent uh (laughs) age uh, i was horny about things and (laughs) you know there are no girls around so i was like well i may have well have sex with this guy um so i did um and <laughs> so i was having gay sex before you knew what the word gay meant um which is just so funny um and like for a little bit for like a year of that i was like well i'm not like gay or bisexual i'm just wanting sex and this is the sex that's available and then i was like yeah. wait i'm just bisexual aren't i um, <laughs> <laughs> that makes perfect sense and then I, I came to university um, well. and was also like, oh, wait, I can be non-binary. Yeah, I think I'll probably be non-binary. And then I was like, wait a second. You don't have to. Uh, you don't have to. Enjoy sex to experience sexual attraction. Um, wait, no, the other way around. You don't have to experience sexual attraction to enjoy sex. Oh, yeah. I might not experience sexual attraction now that I think about it. I might just like the sex. And so now I'm like, okay, so I'm like asexual, bisexual, non-binary, something like, wow. You're everything. <laughs> it's going well. It's going well. I've got so many flags. Oh, I love that for you. I spent so long trying to find a good ace flag because they all make the purple stripe, mm. like, maroon. That's bad. Mm. That's bad. It's bad. I find I got one um, from, I think I, I got one. It was advertised on Instagram that it was free. You just had to pay shipping. It was like some American company or whatever. They had like everything on sale. Um, so I got one. I got mine from there and just had to pay the £10 shipping, which wasn't terrible. So I got my ace flag for free, which is nice. I'm glad. I have a little pan jellyfish on top of my bookshelf. Aww. I've got so many pins now. I like the pan flag simply because I like the colours in it. So I oh, like describe myself. I often describe myself as pansexual just because I like the pan flag over the bi flag, which is like such a such a great reason. Again, like it, 
the distinction between pan and bi, it's mostly like arbitrary and like, yeah. like I love being like, well, I prefer the flag, so I'm going with this one. <laughs> the purple in the bi flag is just wrong, okay? They should swap it with the purple in the ace flag. That is my hot take. I also love the fact that lesbians finally seem to have been able to get a flag that hasn't been associated with like something like right wing or super controversial at the moment. Oh, like, God. we'll see if it lasts. But I'm feeling good. I remember a period where there was no lesbian flag because every single lesbian icon that came up that ended up being used by like fascists or right wing people or like something. And it was like, well, now we can't use it. But this one seems to be sticking. So yeah, that's good. Lovely. But yeah, I, uh, I had a very similar experience to probably Lucy in that uh, my sexuality basically got peer reviewed by my friends. So <laughs> Uh, came out to friends at a party and their response was, yeah, we know. Uh, so, <laughs> love that. Best coming out experience. Um, but yeah, love love our queer origin stories and also flags. Uh, love those. Um, Lucy, have you got a flag? I actually have a flag. I just have things that are like flag coloured. You should get a flag. You should make a flag. You have a sewing machine. I should. Make yourself a flag, and then you can go to Pride. <laughs> Not that you can't go to Pride without a flag, but like... <laughs> you should go to Pride. Everyone should go to Pride at least once. Um, well, you know, I've got a pretty um pretty long summer holiday. Yeah, you do. I love how all the Pride parades are always in July. I know, it's not... It's oh, like, very it's not few of them are in June. <laughs> I, I was... A, I, I have said before, and this is the perfect time to talk about it, um, that I don't like... Pride stuff being in summer because it's too hot and warm it for me. And I don't like I don't like going outside and doing big marches with a bunch of people in the middle of summer. It's way too hot. Yes. So I had a position that we switch it um, and make it in winter. And I think there's two good reasons for it to be in winter. One, it would be colder, which would be better for me personally being outside. I would prefer that. And I think yeah. we should take that into account. I'm queer. I believe my needs should be met for Pride. Um, <laughs> yes. But the second, the second big reason I feel like we should make, move it to winter is to really up the war on Christmas levels um, <laughs> uh, and go full Pridemas. I'm saying Pride presents, Pride trees, Pride carols. Um, oh my God, like, I love this. Go full at it um at christmas and there's got to be a gay person who was born on the 25th of december whose birth we can celebrate every pride and be like this is it this is it um and so like i think we should fully like imagine gay fairy lights they're already called fairy lights come on everyone <laughs> like imagine those but in rainbow colors like yeah come on this would be so good like it would be the best like celebration a pridemas dinner in which you gather with all your queer people and have a pridemas dinner i love this see i was going to like counter offer easter but your idea is better i prefer the idea of replacing christmas with pride hey easter is that time that a guy got nailed so like <laughs> oh dear i appear to be struck by lightning from above i'm, sorry. I'm imagining the old ladies at church hearing about <laughs> exactly but no like oh, genuinely yeah. i do think pride at winter would be amazing and oh, should absolutely take up all of like the pride stuff and just piss off those conservative christians so hard uh, yes my my only problem with pride in winter is that 
Uh, as someone whose local pride almost got called off entirely because of bad weather in August, <laughs> I think if it was in winter, it would get called off. Well, this would do, I tell you what, this would do two other things, actually. Having it would, would do two other things. One, um, there would be less people. And i got to say, the last pride march I went to, the people were bad at marching. The people were bad at marching, and honestly, I'm mad about it. This is the this is the queer bad? discourse we need. You need to be better at marching to go to the pride marches. Um, and two, the second piece of discourse is, hey, those companies are not going to want to be on those massive floats if the road is icy and it might veer off and smash into a crowd. That'd be bad publicity for them. You have floats at Pride? <laughs> well, not like floats, but like I've been to London Pride, and there's like a bunch of stuff, like, you know, buses and like, things and stuff you know with all the that all the companies run and things that go through like the pride parade and it's i don't really mind like rainbow capitalism because like it's a sign that we're winning um but i also don't especially like it so i'm like yeah. like i'll take their free stuff but like eh, eh to them uh so like i think again doing it in winter they would not come out and it would just be you know people who like who were just like yeah pride yeah see, see we're so local... proud we're here in the winter when it's cold see my local pride is ely so <laughs> oh. which was also the first pride festival in cambridgeshire for the record we beat out cambridge that's cool well you can go what you can do again pride must go to the cathedral and be like we're doing pride here now and they're like wait what can you imagine um but yeah um pride oh man I'm just making queerness into a religion, which is probably a bad idea, but it would be funny for it like the first, so it would be funny for the first like few years before people started taking it seriously and then it would get oh, out yeah. of hand and then, yeah. you know, it would probably go very, very bad. But I think those first few years of it being very funny would be worth it. Yes. Um, you would just then have to spend the rest of your life reminding people that no one was ever meant to take it seriously. Um, but yeah, my, my issue with, Pride Please stop watching Graham Nottingham, I'm begging you. Pride marches is mostly that it feels really weird to walk through the streets and have people staring at you. Um, which probably just means I shouldn't be doing the march, <laughs> to be honest. That's the whole point. But like, Where's gay shyness? Where's gay shyness month? <laughs> it just feels really awkward. There's a load of people standing on the side of the road who you don't know who are just screaming as you walk past and like waving and it's like what what why are like you wouldn't like I've, I've, I've been in the london pride march in fact i my brother has also been in the london pride march and he is not gay so like <laughs> i don't know what he was doing there this is such a chaotic episode, he was he that. was doing it for an he was doing it for his job which again like rainbow capitalism like <laughs> i just find it funny they sent the straight person to do the pride march yeah all but one like his boss is gay but like he wasn't, but he was still in the march, like with his company. Um, it was a good company, like to be fair, like it was doing cancer yeah. research, like it wasn't like a oh, big right. nice. But but still, like it was just like funny that he was in it, and like that year I wasn't, but I had been in a previous year. Um, all but one of my parents' children have been in a in the London Pride March, which I oh, find wonderful. hilarious. I think London would be too big for me, so I'm. It's very big, and like no. also, I've only done the Norwich one in comparison, so I don't know how it is in like Ely and stuff but there were more anti-people there. Not like anything in comparison to how many pro-people there were, but there were like more anti-people there than there were in the Norwich marches. Yeah, see, Ely doesn't get protests. Yeah. I only saw like, um, it was just like a few religious people with signs and stuff. Um, yeah. But, like, more than you get in Norwich. We, uh, 
Ely had maybe 150 people there total <laughs> um, in a park. <laughs> and uh, the only thing that could possibly be considered like a local protest is that the cathedral people did not show up. <laughs> they just ignored our existence. <laughs> um, so, yeah, for... But yeah, I do, I do love Pride. I think Pride is great. I think you just have to sort of pick and choose which ones you go to. Um, but also, like, the thing that is kind of weird for me, right, is that, like, we're doing this episode for Pride Month, but the UK doesn't have Pride Month. The UK has LGBT History Month, which is in February. Pride Month is an American thing. Wait, we thing. don't? Yeah, the, June being Pride Month is an American thing. Huh. So, like, when you go to school and stuff, like, I remember this just becoming a thing when I was in sixth form. When I was in sixth form, we had all the posters up for February because that's LGBT History Month and nothing up in June. Because that's America's version. It's the same thing with, like, Black History Month. Our Black History Month is in October. And in the US, it's in February. We apparently celebrate ours in July. What? I've just looked it up online. Apparently, we celebrate in July. Oh, okay. Well, that's new. <laughs> well, no. Apparently, it's always because the the Pride March has always been held at the start of July in London. Fair um, enough. Okay, so I'm just busy like... then. <laughs> um, so, so yeah, you say new. I mean, 1972 was the first one, but you know. <laughs> in retrospect, before I was born. <laughs> god anyway um yeah i where were we I going think of my nearest pride pride march i think it's gonna it's probably like bristol probably um i can talk about some queer animals yes go for it all right so as i've said basically all animals do some queerness and it's great but there's some specific ones that i love First of all, let's just mention bonobos. Bonobos so much in every combination. Um, Why does Sunny like producer too? If two if two males are like man, this female is hot. Rather than fighting, they'll just have a little and be like, "There we go. Now we feel now we feel better about our rivalry for this female." If females are arguing, they'll have sex. Like if a male's getting aggressive, a female will just have sex. Like they do all the combinations in however they like it. Make love, not war. Bonobos. Love it. So they're classic. Uh, I also love, of course, there's a bunch of animals that will pretend to be female to mate with the other female under the male's back. Um, cuddlefish being the most famous one that will camouflage itself as a female, sneak up to the male as it's mating with a female, and also mate with the female while the male's like, ah, oh, yeah, second person to mate with, um, which is very funny. Um, but the best, like, queer version of this is uh, the... Uh, is a uh, specific uh, type of uh, animal called the uh, the, the rough, um, which is just a, a already a great name for an animal. Um, it's it's a bird. Um, <laughs> it's always birds. What's great is there's multiple different like types of male, and one of them looks like a female. looks looks more similar to a female. Uh, which again is a common strategy that some things use. Um, uh, and he will sneak breed with females, but he will also breed with the males. Um, and at first people were like, oh right, it's just one of those, like they're mistaking it for a female ones. 
But no, it seems like they are very aware this is a male, but they... <laughs> they have noted that the high homosexual activity between this female-looking male and the other males um, attracts more females. And so the women are like, oh man, look at that guy have gay sex. I I'm gonna go have sex with him. Um, Okay. So that's that's just incredible. I love, a man I love animals. <laughs> um, my other fave. I've got three other favorite animal queer pairings. Um, yes. Two of these are just gender non-conforming, and one of them is queer and amazing. And I love it. Um, the first one is one of my favorite animals, the seahorse. Um, yes. Because. The female seahorses have an ovipositor that lays eggs into the male who then is pregnant um, and looks after the uh, the eggs until they give birth. Um, and it's, again, very gender non-conforming sweet cuteness that I, I love. I love seahorses so much. Um, a lot of people know that the male seahorse gets pregnant. Um, <laughs> the other thing is the spotted hyena whereby the f quite a few animals uh, have a situation where the female has some pseudo male genitalia, um, but none are so developed as the female spotted hyena, who is already larger and more aggressive than the male and has a more dominant position in their social structure with the lowest ranking female ranking above the highest ranking male. Um, but the other, um, side of things is that they have the most developed pseudo penises of any <laughs> female animal. Um, bigger and longer than the male penises that can get erect. Um, and males will show an erect penis as a sign of submission to uh, females. And this makes sex very difficult uh, and birth also very difficult, but just Come on, Spotted Hyena, you are just the most amazing gender non-conforming. Again, this is like, this is just like, look at my giant <laughs> penis. So much bigger than the men's penises. Oh, Spotted oh, Hyenas, no. you are crazy. I love hyenas in general. I love the Aardwolf, which is the small insectivorous hyena, but that is neither here nor there in queer facts. <laughs> I'm really reevaluating the Lion King now. And my last, yeah, like Shenzi, like, she absolutely top, well, not top, but like she absolutely had massive penis in comparison to Ed and Bond's life. Anyway, um, <laughs> but the last fact, and I, I saved this because I think it's the key one, um, there is species of whiptail lizards where the females reproduce asexually. There are no males. Yeah. But interestingly, they will still have sex with other females and it helps their egg production. It helps these asexual lizards to have lesbian sex to produce more eggs. <laughs> Oh, and that is like my favorite queer gender non-conforming animal fact. Anyway, those are my queer animal facts. I just needed to fill up some time for us. So <laughs> there's no real structure to them, but just queer animals, y'all. I love them. I love our queer animal facts. This is a, uh, I'm going to include this segment in the episode solely to make my sibling jealous because they were meant to do a whole episode on queer animal facts. And then... <laughs> bailed on me last minute thank you han anyway <laughs> they've been cruelly replaced i know they shouldn't have just ditched me and left me hanging for so long then 
let's do some media queer media that we love or like you know what let's start with what was the first gay character that you saw in a book or a film because for me it was the gay angels and his dark materials which i read when i was about 13 and did not clock that there was anything weird about it at all I'm also to think think me, because I did read I did read his dark materials quite young. Yeah. But I don't know. Like, one, there's loads of characters which now like I'm like, nah, that character's gay. But the first one I like knew was gay, that's another question entirely and quite hard yeah. to think about. Um Yeah, I didn't I didn't know that they were gay at the time. I didn't even know it was weird. But mm-hmm. like there's also the fact that I read the entire trilogy backwards. <laughs> that's what what are you doing? You got Okay, to but the last one's the best one, so like... Yeah, so I read I read The Amber Spyglass first, um, didn't have a clue what was going on, but I liked it. Of course you did I read... <laughs> <laughs> so so then I went to the library, and I'd reserved The Subtle Knife, but it hadn't shown up yet. But they had Northern Lights for sale on their like for sale shelf for like 20p so I bought it but because I bought it I then didn't read it because I had the subtle knife from the library like as a loan and that needed to be returned but the one I'd bought didn't need to be returned (laughs) so I read the subtle knife and then when I returned it then I read Northern Lights which is the first one (laughs) all right well I want everyone to know this is stupid and bad um oh yeah I don't recommend it (laughs) <laughs> I had no idea what was going on but yeah the uh, the gay angels in the amber spyglass um was the first time I think I the first time that I can remember as an adult now looking back reading a book with a gay character in. and obviously they weren't on tv because this was like yeah 2012 <laughs> 2010 2012 sort of time it wasn't really a thing yet um or like it was it was a thing but also like i my tv viewing was very restricted i did not watch cartoons so (laughs) so yeah um so that that was it for me um ace characters um i was i had to go looking for it which is incredibly depressing um and that's probably um, Every Heart a Doorway. First, like, in text, written down ace character. So I highly recommend that one. Um, I'm just giving, I'm just rambling to try and give you guys time to think. Oh, oh, no, I've already thought. Don't worry. I was just um, waiting. To <laughs> but yeah, so first gay character. <laughs> The Gay Angels. All right. <laughs> the Amber Spyglass. I've, I've been thinking about it, and I would say, probably, honestly, one of the first gay characters I saw was probably when The Simpsons did a gay episode. Um, I didn't know they did that. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, they did. Uh, they they did they did uh, Homer's Phobia, um, in which Homer becomes worried that Bart is going to be gay. Um, uh... And it's got it's got John Waters um, uh, uh, playing a gay character in it who uh, Homer like talks to and like learns is gay and like begins like having like worries about like oh no Bart getting like gay um, and uh, like that eventually 
but uh like homer like gets over it and like it's fine um it's a cool episode like it's cool um yeah but i was gonna say that quite possibly might have been the first like actual gay character i saw but i'd also say uh there's a good claim for uh jadzia dax in star trek deep space nine queer icon jadzia dax um yeah. and also uh the other one i was going to say thinking about it is quite possibly the by woman at the end of dodgeball the movie um which is i want to be clear terrible bisexual representation um but but that might have been it or possibly 13 in house um who is also bisexual and is slightly better represented um i think any of those might have been like the first when one. you say slightly better does that mean semi-decent or does that mean still bad but the first one was so so terrible that um, well, okay even... firstly the first one was so so terrible but secondly yeah i think semi-decent like like honestly like i don't have any particular problems with the way 13 was displayed in terms of bisexuality like there was some stuff with like them like being like a bit like like you know sleeping around a bit and stuff but honestly like no more than like some of the straight characters in that so like i didn't really feel like there was anything particularly wrong with her depiction like as bisexual particularly there's even one bit where she's like <laughs> she's like someone's like oh have you heard a threesome and she's like no and she's like but really it's like you know bisexual doesn't mean i have sex with two people at once right and they're like yeah i mean i know but like i still thought you would have done yeah <laughs> and that was quite funny um well that's anyway. um pleasing to know given house's reputation for queer rap generally <laughs> House is asexual queer rep was terrible. Oh um, yes. <laughs> in asexual characters, to. <laughs> in asexual characters apart from that one in house, um, uh, I think Todd Chavez in uh, Bojack Horseman is the only one. Yeah, there's not many. Like the GLAAD does a study every single year of queer rep in the media, uh, like on primetime TV in the states. And um, last year, uh, the the previous year which was the most recent study they'd done, there were zero ace, like recurring ace characters on primetime TV. And for the five previous years before that, there had never been more than one. And that one character was the one from Bojack Horseman. <laughs> that was it, which is really depressing. Bojack. Um, like, it's great that that show did such a good job, but also like, they should not have been the only piece of media trying to do that. That's a lot of pressure. But yeah, it's, yeah. So I'm not surprised that that is the the first and only ace rep on the TV because according to the GLAAD, I do not know what that stands for. Uh, it is the only ace rep on TV. <laughs> um, it's gonna be gay, lesbian and something, right? I, I would assume so. I don't know. Let's have a look. Gay and lesbian, lesbian alliance, alliance against, against defamation. defamation. Love it. Don't talk over each other. That audio is going to be great. I love that for me. Um, but yeah, Lou, yeah, go alliance. for it. Queer media, probably. Nico D'Angelo from um, Percy Jackson. So I'm trying to think. Yeah, that makes sense. Did I, did I read that before or after Northern Lights? Like all of that. <laughs> well, Northern Lights doesn't have any. The Amber Spyglass was published in 2000, which makes The Gay Angels 
what a power move there, Philip Pullman. Love you. Anyway. The Catholic um, Church was already mad at him. What was he going to lose out on? I know. <laughs> um, yeah, because I remember, cause both, both, both were published before I was born. So, oh, um... <laughs> God, you're young. God, God. I'm trying to think. Oh, right, yeah, no. no I, started, I was reading Percy Jackson in year six, and I think his Dark Materials was year seven. Yeah. That makes sense. So, yeah. I'm gonna go Nico D'Angelo. God, sometimes I forget that you're, like, a baby, and then you come out with things like Percy Jackson was published before I was born, and... <laughs> Look, I'm sorry you're old. Um, but yeah. So we have Gay Angels, we have The Simpsons, and we have Nico D'Angelo as our first <laughs> interactions with gay characters. Wonderful. Love that. How far we have come since then. <laughs> we um, sure have. Now we get one second in a Disney movie. Yay! We get the live look reaction. <laughs> Easily cut out for them. I I am looking forward to Heartstopper season two, and that is basically entirely because the author is Ace and has promised Ace rep in season two. Um, yes, we love I this am, I'm so in love with so much of the gay representation we get these days because there's so much more of it than there used to be. Yeah. I am loving stuff like Our Flag Means Death and yes. Yellow Jackets and uh, uh, what am I thinking of? What am I thinking of? She-Ra, um, yeah, like just yeah. so much more, and it's so good. And like, obviously, there's still problems, but man, we are getting there. It is amazing to see. I am loving it. Um, okay, just like while we're on the topic of this, I had a whole conversation with a kid at school last week about the Owl House, right? And I'm just like, that is such a huge deal for me because like it wasn't. Like, at no point did we really talk in detail about the fact that any of the characters are queer, but also, like, the fact that kids are growing up watching these things makes my heart happy. And, like, again, when I was growing up, like, you had things where, like, sometimes there was, like, some gay stuff going on, but, like, it was very much, like, the plot of that thing was, like, the gay episode. Hello, the Simpsons. Yeah. Um, like, it wasn't that nothing addressed it, but they addressed it, like, as a deviance from the norm that needed to be explained, and even when they treated it positively, that's still the context in which they were doing it. Yeah. Um, but now, it's much more like, nah, it's just a way people are, no explanation, no justification needed. Um, and that's really important. I love that so much. <laughs> but yeah, um, it, was just, it was so beautiful to have that conversation with a kid, and they were like, yeah, they were going on about how, like, Luz and Amity are so cute together and whatever and I'm like you could never have had that conversation at a primary school when I was growing up mm-hmm. so I I am just obsessed with the fact that I could have that conversation with a kid and like you know we had uh, some people from a mental health charity come in and they were talking about uh, like how you sign up for their services as a kid and they had like oh you can put in your preferred pronouns you can put in like whether you're male female uh, like trans, non-binary, gender fluid, that kind of thing, and it's just like just they're just throwing it all out there now, and it's mm-hmm. like I I love that for the kids so much. They're gonna grow up having and such also, a, not an easier side, time of it yeah. because they've got different problems now, but like yeah, they're not gonna uh, grow up not knowing anything about anything. This is the thing I was gonna say. 
on the gender side of queerness as well, like, yeah, we're getting a lot of pushback about trans stuff, but a lot of that's because it's more visible. Like, you yeah. just did not see it at all before, or only saw it in very negative ways. Um, yes. And now you're seeing it in a lot more ways, more casual or positive, and that's really important. And yeah, we're getting pushback, but I think people forget how ruthlessly gendered everything was, uh, like, when I was a kid, certainly. Um, where, yeah, like, you had, like, girls' girls' toys aisles and boys' toys aisles, and the girl, like, I know with my parents, like, me and my sibling were not allowed in the boys' toys aisle because we were raised as girls. And, like, and, like it's, uh... There absolutely is some of that still going on, obviously. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. But the level of merging that I have seen just in my because like there used to be like a tiny bit of overlap like it used to just be basically like some of the more neutral lego things basically managed to sneak into both sort of areas um but like the overlap was tiny really really small between girls yeah. and, and now there is a lot more stuff that is just like well this is for everyone obviously um and, and that is great to see and like again just like because of like the way in which queerness also affects like gender roles uh, even when it's not gender stuff um like again they are just being introduced to so much more and it's wonderful and i feel like a lot of the pushback is a very tiny but very vocal minority as a student of history like everybody, this always happens. like the majority of people at worst don't care <laughs> mm -hmm. it to, so. to put it in context of like civil rights in america for example um it wasn't until uh after like black people got like uh, a bunch of rights that they actually that um it was explicitly made clear that they didn't have voting rights because historically in america various black people had well been able to vote because it hadn't been like nationally stopped um by like every state like it really did vary but then as black people again got more rights and more prominence in in american politics and stuff that was when the pushback started and they lost all voting rights yeah. everywhere um and like this is kind of what we're seeing now like we're seeing the pushback against those trans rights and if we just keep pushing for them eventually we should hopefully win you know history not being linear but being you know at least generally you you can get some progress if you work for it yeah and history doesn't repeat itself but it does rhyme so <laughs> it sure does but yeah and I've, i mean the the trans stuff in the uk at least is probably quite a lot just because the tories are the tories there is that, although also there's so much specifically Labor's like. not great for it either, but. Starmer is Starmer in particular. It's like seems oh. like he really does not care about um trans stuff at all. I mean, like seriously, like there's the thing about like Britain and trans stuff. It's like Britain has historically a long history of gender nonconformity. Um, like yes. like we love to cross dress, we love to do things gender nonconforming, and like Just again historically speaking. Theater. <laughs> like English people and like Welsh people and sort of people and Irish people like there has been a long history of like lots of quite notable gay and otherwise queer figures in our history like there has always been like an element of individual liberalism um that has been quite an important through line in British history but it really seems to have died out like currently um and that's some bull crap and we need to like do more about it because yes. like I can't believe for one, like the Tories are willing to risk the entire union to block Scotland from recognizing gender. <laughs> like, like what that, that's so, that's such a crazy level of transphobia. And I also feel like there's a lot of particularly trans exclusionary radical feminism. Um, yes. 
in Britain in comparison to like a lot of the anti-trans stuff in a lot of other countries is like not necessarily like, you know, that style. Um, like it obviously, you know, other countries do have TERFs as well, but I feel like we have, again, an especially high proportion of them. Um, we are TERF Island. Yeah, oh, we really, God, really need to, you know, crush, crush the TERFs back because like, yeah, they, they have pushed away. Again, as trans people become more visible, they are now becoming attacked more directly and that sucks yeah which sucks if if, if if either of you have more like to talk about like obviously do but i was gonna say we should absolutely talk about the movie pride because it is amazing i haven't I seen love that it movie so much it's so good jess you've got to see it is it, is oh, it yes. like flicks or something i have no what? idea <laughs> um you I can probably find it, it. I don't know where to see it you can probably find it somewhere i mean there are sites of negotiable copyright virtue but i will say no uh, more yes, on that be gay do crime segment <laughs> yeah exactly um, and i have never done a crime ever in my life and i would like to say for legal reasons that everything i've said that might indicate i've done a crime is a joke um, yes guides on but uh the other thing i was gonna say is you absolutely have to watch pride pride is one of two movies that has made me cry i am very hard to make cry at movies the ending of pride made me cry the other one was Pokemon, the first movie. So, you know, you can see it's in good company. Um, and Pride is an absolutely amazing movie based on real events. Like, everyone who hasn't seen Pride should immediately stop this episode and go watch Pride now. Jess, I am including you in this. Oh, God. Because, okay, okay, well, wait. Pride is amazing. Um, the music is great. Characters are great. Messages are great. Uh, I wish it had some more, like, non-gay and lesbian uh, representation. But, like, you know that is what it is it's still yeah. great it's not like you bad for bisexuals everything. or asexuals or anything um but it's just you know it, it, it it's you know not got much of that um the ending is just the ending makes me cry every single goddamn time i actually came out to my family when we watched pride together the second time i'd seen pride and they noticed me crying and they were like wow you don't usually have such a strong emotional reaction to things and i was like well you know i actually am queer so like this is having yeah um so like, yeah, Pride is just such a good movie. I'm also Welsh, so I love to see the Welsh um, get represented. Hell yeah. <laughs> Again, speaking of JK Rowling being an awful term, there are like three actors in Pride who are um, in Harry Potter, which I find quite funny. Um, but they, <laughs> but again, like they are all, like all the actors in Pride, all the, all the people are so good. Um, the music is such good choices. The vibe, it's just a great movie. Okay, well, I will have to go and watch Prime it. Prime Video. Um, I watched it with my parents. And I think it's on, I think that's what we watched it on. Mm-hmm. Well, it's very good. I try to avoid Amazon wherever possible because Jeff Bezos is evil, but that's my dad fair, has Prime, so... For Pride, like, you know. Anyway, yeah. what, go like, to a shop and buy it. Like, it's got to be in shops. Um, Pride watch it on what? <laughs> <It is laughs> my great. laptop doesn't have a DVD drive. Um, Get a separate DVD drive. I've got one. That's so much money. I'm a student. I'm broke. Okay, this is fair. Like, go find like a friend who has it or something. Like, come on. Yeah. Okay. I will, I will. have a look. Uh, uh, when I was in a when I was in a house share in university, we had three copies of Pride out of four of us. <laughs> guess who? I love guess, that. guess how? Guess, like literally. Ah. Uh, and two of them were straight as well. Two of them were straight cis people. And one of the two cis straight people, cis het people, still had a copy of Pride. The other one did not and was rightfully shamed. Um, when um, 
when I was at uni, Lou, you have all of this still to come. Oh, you're going to love this. Anyway, when when I was at university, um, my we don't talk about my first year flat. That was terrible. I'm trying to forget about it. Second year, I moved in with a load of my friends and there were five of us. And there was um, me, who was ace. Um, one of my housemates was bi. The other one was having gender crisis <laughs> um so of the five of us three of us were like out as queer another one we are there's something not straight about him i'm sorry <laughs> if he ever listens to this he's gonna be like he's gonna deny it but there is something not straight about him he was there was something going on there um and the other the other girl was a uh, catholic Hey, you very, can be Catholic very, and queer. I know, but she was a very straight Catholic girl. <laughs> um, so she decided at the end of the year that she didn't want to live with us anymore. Oh um, dear. You were part funny. of it was because we were like she wasn't like homophobic or anything, but like part of it was because I think we were too like openly queer <laughs> about it. Um, and she she wanted to live with her straight Catholic friends, so uh, she moved out. But yeah, <laughs> <laughs> crazy. Um, but yeah, it's just of the five of us, like three fifths of us were queer in some way. It was great. Um, I, I I fully forget that like cis het people are such a large number of people. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm like, wait, cis het is the norm? Oh god. Of <laughs> of my friend group from home, I'm trying to think. I think none of them are straight. Yeah, I don't think like, I have a single cishet or even neurotypical friend at this point. Yeah, like the last, there's like, there's quite a lot of bi people, another another ace person, um, one of my friends is unsure but somewhere on the ace spectrum, but a lot of that comes from the fact that they're really neurodivergent. Um, and then the la the last holdout uh, came out as biromantic last year. <laughs> I think maybe maybe so. one of my of my like close in a circle might be straight. <laughs> I don't know. We've just talked about it. So now there's just the don't know. Yeah. But I think when it comes to like queer people, it's very much birds of a feather feather flock yeah. together. Especially when you're both like queer and neurodivergent it's like yeah. many of us are like we've i don't just... know i don't yeah like so many neurodivergent people are also like queer in some way we just love questioning ourselves yes we've just sort of like drawn together into this little little bubbling hive mind <laughs> exactly it's great I would also just like to say on the movie Pride, um, as I said, it and Pokemon the first movie made me cry. And when I described to someone that Pride and Pokemon the first movie had made me cry, they thought it was like Pride and Prejudice and were very confused. I mean, Pride and Prejudice is a great movie. Oh no, yeah, but I'm just I mean, imagining well, a movie but, called but Pride and Pokemon the first movie. <laughs> like... <laughs> I mean, they're illustrative, aren't they? <laughs> they are, and like, I I want to see a gay Pokemon mashup now, but like... Oh, yes. <laughs> Sylvie on my beloved trans. 
Okay, but like the 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 themes of Pokemon, having not really seen it at all, but like the themes I are mean, all about like found family and friendship and all that. I mean, that, literally, literally, the yeah, ending, yeah. the ending of Pokemon, the first movie, has the ball line, which is a super trans mood. Um, of uh, let me just get the exact wording because otherwise, people in the comments will roast me. Us and our two oh. subscribers. We have 16 followers on Spotify. Okay, here it is, here it is. I see now the circumstances of one's birth are irrelevant. It is what you do with the gift of life that determines who you are. And like, come on, this is, this is easily made into a trans movie. Oh yes, so easy. Combine Pride like... and Pokemon the first movie. Do it, do it, you yes. coward. Yes, it's like how um, Nintendo, it's like get on people the... watch Daddy Phantom and go, this is a trans allegory. <laughs> I mean, that just is. Like, that just, that it just is. is. Like, the, the creators definitely did not intend for it to be, but it is. <laughs> oh, God. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway. Amazing. Queer icons we have opinions about. I've talked about mine in the Ace History episode. Yeah, I don't really, like, like, I have, like, a lot of positive opinions on a lot. The one thing I will say in this is, um... I would like more people who are remembered as gay to be remembered as bisexual. Um, like, I don't like mind it like too much because, like, hey, we need gay rep and stuff. But like, hey, don't erase gay, like, bisexual. Or also, like, again, historically speaking, very hard to say like this person is like bi or whatever. Like, I don't mind using those terms, but like, it is kind of an accurate. People like Alexander the Great, who like, yeah, absolutely, absolutely was in love with. Um, <laughs> his uh his 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 friend Hephaestion and absolutely was doing sexual stuff with um uh him but also had a wife whom it seems like he did love and do uh and enjoy doing sexual stuff with as well like it seems like he very much had a preference for men but still like did stuff with like at least one woman and like seemed to not you know be doing that under like duress um yeah. or like, Freddie Mercury or um Achilles, like so many figures who are like remembered in a gay way who are more bisexual that I would like that to be remembered, but no one who I've got like super, super duper strong feelings about being, you know, seen as gay or straight or whatever. Yeah. Um yeah, I mean my my queer icon who I adore too much is uh is Emma Trosser. We talk about her at length in our ace history episode but also like the what the one other academic who has written anything about her claimed that she was a lesbian despite the fact that she wrote in one of her pamphlets that she considered herself to be um without sensuality which is the direct to english translation which is basically ace and it's like <laughs> she said she was ace just let her be ace anyway <laughs> so that's, that's my opinion oh, it's another good example who like obviously Again, I love, I'm sure you may have seen the post uh, going around of imagine talking to Sappho and being like, so there's two words for loving, for being a woman who loves women now, and you'll never guess who they're based on. It's like, one of them's based on me. It's like, no, 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 both of them are based on you, Sappho of Lesbos. Um, but like, also, yes. like, it seems like she also like did things with men and had feelings for men as well. So it's just yeah. like, every, like so many people, again, are like more bi. And like, again, you can have very much a big preference i know i do but you can still be like bi or you know similar yeah every time i think, think i have a preference i then immediately like have some sort of renovation that i'm the opposite i'm like like on the opposite direction i'm like oh yeah you know what 
still floating around in a little pansexual cloud of people hot. <laughs> oh, I feel that. I feel that. Yeah. I love that for you. I need not question. Mm. I am exactly where I need to be. <laughs> valid. Very valid. Um, do we have anything else to talk about, Quilly? Um, not. Not off the top of my that that's that's like the end of my list of topics to talk about other than cool facts that we know of which I know basically none. Yeah, <laughs> I don't have any like cool facts like off the top of my head. Um, like there's a lot again like there's loads of like queer people in history. Juliet Daubney um and like a bunch of others. Uh, Juliet Daubney is the duelist who broke into a nunnery to get her girlfriend out. And then oh, I love that! And Amazing. Three men in a duel about a woman, and like was just she. She's great. Um, there's an extra history episode about her. Go watch that. Yeah. That's great. Oh wait, I yeah, I know who you're talking about. She's in um. There's a book about women in history, and she's in that. Um, I've got it in my box of books to take to school one day. <laughs> I can't remember oh. what it's called, but yeah, God love her. Um. I'm trying to think if there are any cool facts that I know. And the only one I can think of is that Spongebob is ace. I don't know why that's in my head. Because <laughs> I've never seen an episode of Spongebob in my life. Oh, um, I will say, I've got, I've got one, like, just funny line from a book that includes, like, a gay character very widely, um, where, like, it's, like, a gay aristocrat, and they're talking to, like, another, like, non-aristocrat, and then they leave, yeah. um, and the non-aristocrat's friend is, like, you know that guy's, like, a fop or whatever, I can't remember exactly what they say, and they go, yeah. well, I, like, eh, he's cool, like, he's not stuck up, about, he's not stuck up like some of the other aristocrats, um, and his friend is, like, there is nothing that guy wants more than to be stuck up with you, trust me. <laughs> <laughs> And like, not exactly gay rep, but all, it's so funny to me. It's so funny. I love it oh so much. Oh my god. <sighs> oh, gay people. I love that. The, it's I mean, just, the humour just makes it, doesn't it? That's why we're all here, really. We're just here being gay. And yeah. the giggles. Not committing any crimes, I swear. We did not Ikea do Lucy's the gay do crime segment. I forgot oh, the things like crime segment because I have not done any crimes for legal reasons. Hypothetical <laughs> uh, crimes is when the Supreme Court struck down. I think it might just have been the Texas Supreme Court. It might have been the Supreme Court of America struck down anti-sodomy legislation. Um, uh, one of them uh, said, "I'm against this, but only because it's uh, discriminatory because it only bans men from having sodom sodomy, you know, anal sex with each other." Um, yeah. If it banned everyone from having anal sex with anyone, then it would still be okay because it wouldn't be discriminatory. Um, and one, that's obviously ridiculous because of the way in which it would actually be discriminatory. Um, but I do just find that funny that they were like, no, I'm still against this, but only for this specific reason. I want to be clear that I'm still fine with outlawing gay sex if we do it in the right way. My, I just thought of another queer icon, except I don't know if she, I don't think she's actually queer, but there is a, um, there is a Nebraska lawmaker at the moment in the state senate um she's democrat i think and she is filibustering every single piece of legislation that goes to be like voted on because the nebraska state senate passed anti-trans laws and she has a trans kid 
and it's like it doesn't she it doesn't matter to her if it's like beneficial or not every single piece of legislation she filibusters and like she'll be on the like senate floor like talking and talking and talking and talking and talking for like days at a time to filibuster these bills um and she says she's going to do it until they like revoke the anti-trans bill that they passed like she's like i'm gonna burn this uh session like to the ground basically over protecting trans kids and i'm like i love i love that for you you've earned so much respect from me for doing that love that that's this is not be gay do crime this is just i love her anyway <laughs> i already have queer icons when you said queer icons, I must have been the first person that came to mind was you. Oh, <laughs> so like so sweet. <laughs> you're like famous. You've done panels. I mean, yeah. I don't think they were listened to by very many people. <laughs> yeah, I was. Uh, I can't remember if I cut this out at the Ace History uh, episode or not, but I was on um, a couple of panels at the UK Ace Conference last. September, um, including the like ACE research in the humanities, and uh, I hosted a Q and A with uh, Yasmin Benoit and Sarah Cosgrove. And all the videos are still available on the Avon live uh, live streams website if you scroll down far enough on okay. YouTube. I I have one more queer icon that I need to talk about. Um, uh, Edward Hyde, third Earl of Clarendon, who was an official in colonial America, um, and. Uh, I mean, <laughs> and, and was known for cross-dressing and like being scandalous. Um, and again, some of this like may have just been like character assassination after the fact and stuff. Like it may not all be accurate. Um, but there is this great quote apparently supposed to have happened when he turned up to the New York Assembly in a hooped gown and elaborate headdress with a fan. Um, oh, I love that. And, and when he was questioned Order. about this, he said, "You are all very stupid people not to see the propriety of it all." In this place and occasion, I represent a woman, the queen, and in all respects, I ought to represent her as faithfully as I can. <laughs> Which is just... <laughs> also, he liked to be referred to as his high, might ma his high mightiness. Oh, I love them. I love them so much. Anyway, but like, I mean, colonial America, British officials, Again, British people love to cross dress. Don't like these fucking people who are like, oh, people like again, obviously like transphobia and all this. But also, regardless of transness, gender nonconformity has been a big part like, of British my, culture. My, my so, point like, was more the colonialism, but all <laughs> oh, right, fair enough, fair enough. Anyway, yeah, yikes. But you know, even even raging colonizers can be queer. Who knew? Oh, they um, absolutely. Everyone can be queer. That's the thing. And queerness so does not queer. add on any extra, you know, not being an asshole stuff. Yeah, Shakespeare, Edward the <laughs> Second, William the Second. I'm sorry, Edward the Second. Edward the Second was definitely queer in some way. There was something going on with him and. Oh, Will William, William Rufus, William the Second was also absolutely definitely queer. There are like church things recorded at the time of people complaining about the femininity um, at his court and stuff. Yeah, I mean, there's an entire play that's been written about the fact that Edward the Second was gay. So. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
like and all the major problems that caused we love christopher marlowe (laughs) um but yeah lou you i'm sorry you have to pick a queer icon who isn't me (laughs) i refuse to accept any (laughs) i i did not do my research on my queer history i'm sorry literally just I'm a queer icon. I have so many controversial views. I'm gonna get cancelled by history so hard. My my yeah. one be gay do crime moment is that I have been to political protests. <laughs> it's very it's depressing that that counts as a crime now. <laughs> I tell you what, queer icon Ursula in the Little Mermaid. Oh my god! Inspired Scar by Dragon King. King. Like, come on, Scar in the Lion King, Maleficent. Yeah. Like, Hades. <laughs> Uh, oh yes <laughs> actually my icon can be Bellatrix for Strange and Harry Potter because that's the first person I saw where I looked at my parents and was like she looks fine <laughs> amazing Absolutely and also amazing. J.K. Rowling would hate it so also that <laughs> <laughs> oh god transphobic fascist pipeline here we go yeah <laughs> Oh. the train. <laughs> Hate that for us. Lou, do you have, have any questions for your your queer elders for all that we are like <laughs> not even ten years older than you? Well, I don't yeah, know how I... old you are, so I can't say how, whether I'm ten years older than you, but probably not. This reminds me of like in my episode in the first five minutes, I think I'd called you old like fifteen times. <laughs> yeah, then I left it in. <laughs> <laughs> to be to be fair to you, I did call you my grandchild in my opening thing, so so I deserved it. We're still not going to address that, huh? <laughs> no. Do, do you have any uh, any questions for us old old older queer people who have been through the queer? I mean, well, actually, having said this, only one of us learned about queerness probably any earlier than anyone else. So. <laughs> Yeah, I like, like I have I'm something on you, Jess. You know, I'm already here. At this point, so. Yeah, um, I mean, I used to do this at university. I used to go to secondary schools and sick forms and do Q&As with kids. So I, I am very qualified to answer questions if you have any. Oh, okay, here's one. What, what, what is the, like, the best response to someone coming out? Because, like, I've been through all of my friends doing this. And they got, and I'm like, cool. That's go yeah. English. The response is you respond with the intensity that they bring to it. Um, yes. So if they're being like, hey, I'm gay, like very casually, you respond in a similar, like, oh, that's cool. Good. Like, thanks for letting me know kind of thing. And if they respond in a like much, and if they're a much more like emotional being about it, like you respond like more emotionally to it. And also like, you know, it, you know, your specific stuff to like your specific people that you're doing with and stuff, like obviously that also changes it. But as a good rule of thumb, just respond, you know, with intensity appropriate to what they're saying. Yeah. To be fair though, like that is all very true. Um, I also do not know a single person who would say no to a coming out cake. So <laughs> maybe not like at that moment, but like, you know, <laughs> No, 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 no. Always have one prepared, and it must be fresh at all times. Yes. Must have fresh coming out cake prepared at all times. That's a blue piece of my mind if I've ever heard one. Just ready and waiting for them to come out. Like, that'd be amazing. Yes. Um, 
Or instead, alternatively, get something that can be like kept, a non-perishable food as a coming out yeah. gift, um, but inscribe on it the date that you thought that you decided that they were queer and something. <laughs> yeah. Inscribe that upon it so when they come out, you're like, I knew. And I knew from this date. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, that I knew stuff can be very annoying. Again, if yeah. people are, like, you know, if you know the person, like, and you know, like, they don't find that a problem, like, obviously you can, like, be like, oh, yeah, no, I did know. Or, like, you know, if it seems like it might be helpful to them or whatever. Like, but in general, like, just respond, like, you know, appropriately to how they're doing it. Like, yeah, I also, like, I mean... like I, I really got... bother like coming out because all my friends and stuff are queer. So like I'm just like, yeah. oh. all my the closest I get to coming out out is like clarifying like how I feel about like sexual romantic things. Oh my god, yeah, the clarifying yeah. questions. But yeah, I I did get the yeah we knew sort of reaction, but like that was probably mostly my bad timing because this was at a party when everyone was drunk. <laughs> Except me, so <laughs> I don't even remember putting out to my friends. Just an accepted fact. And, and now I find it funny, but at the time it was kind of like this was kind of meant to be a big deal. <laughs> I'd been building up to it for months, and then blurted it out, and then got that reaction. Um, so like at the time it was kind of like, is that it? Um, but would you have preferred pushing baked beans out of their bag with the date on which they knew? I mean, it at least would have been funny. Um, but looking back, it's quite it was quite funny, like the whole scenario. So I, I don't. Yes, but like... I've killed that fly. I've killed that fly. Finally. <laughs> that. OK, we have to. We should like. We, okay, can't done. <laughs> we can finish there because that is an amazing bookend. <laughs> Lou killed a fly. <laughs> this is our Bigo do crime. I committed a tiny murder. You committed a fly. murder. I mean, I have the other flying. I think we should just finish up here, but like, that is amazing. But yeah, any any more questions before we say goodbye? I was not told I had uh, questions. I know this is just a spontaneous decision. (laughs) Um, apart from anything you've already mentioned today, funniest or just wow, that was kind of weird moment about your queerness in your life. Go. Did that make any sense? I don't know. Oh, it does. I'm trying to think of something now. For me, it was my weird sort of phase in year eight, where if I would bring up, I was like queer, just to sort of not like randomly, but like it was kind of made sense. And I would immediately follow up with, "You got a problem with that?" <laughs> so you know, people usually didn't <laughs> have a problem with it. When I was on NCS last summer, one of I have a uh, pronouns pin, where it's like you know she they on a pin. Uh, and I was wearing it on NCS because the kids are 16 on that. They they should know how to deal with that at that sort of age. Um, but the other st- one of the other staff members uh, asked me about it. And I, ha- you know, when it's like you never really expected to get confronted about it, even though it's definitely something that other people will confront you about. Um, <laughs> they were asking me about it and I just had absolutely no- zero response prepared. Um, so I kind of did the whole, you know. Uh, gender is a social construct that I don't believe in kind of thing so their their response to this was to go so if I refer to you as like fish would you respond and I was like I mean probably <laughs> um so that, yeah that that's probably the weirdest thing aside from the the person at uh the first pride festival that I ever went to 
there was some like mum at this pride festival who saw my flag asked what it meant i said that it was the ace flag she didn't know what that was i tried to explain it she then turned around and went oh so you mean it's like a massive warning flag telling people not to touch you and it's like well no <laughs> like yes but also no <laughs> um so wild because like do they just think that if you are sexual people are just allowed to come and like touch you i know right <laughs> like boundaries people boundaries <laughs> what <laughs> it still makes no sense to me but yeah that was that was really strange um this applies the real winners of COVID 19 were like ace people oh i know right oh, guys heard about social distancing and it was like finally i'm i'm gonna say my uh like I think it was just like a th- sort of funny but also sweet moment was when I was doing some stuff with like some kids at like a primary school, like showing them something, and like it wasn't related to queerness. Um, but I was wearing pink. Um, and one of the girls there was like, "But you're a boy. Why are you wearing pink?" Um, and and I was like, "Well, like one boys can also like pink. Like anyone can like pink, and also like you can do stuff however you like. Um, it's all good if you like pink or." blue or whatever like you can you can you can you can wear whatever colors you like and like this was obviously like this was like a five-year-old so I wasn't going to explain yeah. the spectrum of gender stuff to it but I did feel like very cute just being like man this is the first like this is the first like interaction of gender non-conformity they have had yeah little kids are so cute some of the kids in uh in my class I'm in year six at the moment so they're 10 or 11 um they keep asking there's me and another student teacher in the other class and they keep asking me if we're dating obviously we are not um but yeah i'm like this close to pulling out the big guns and doing the whole rainbow everything talk like some some girls like boys some girls like girls some boys like boys some people like both genders some people like nobody <laughs> and that is me <laughs> stop because it's like all of them the ones who don't think we're dating think we're siblings and i'm not quite sure how to respond to that one i think kids though kids think every adult is like super linked yeah yeah they do and it's like then i i keep explaining to them that like we're friends we go to university together that is it. But then they think I'm hiding something. <laughs> so, you can't, it's, t- it's too obvious. I know, right? Um, Tell them uh, you're both secret agents. This is your yeah. undercover mission. So then they're like, ah, so you're, you're friends. And it's like, no. <laughs> no, we are just friends. And like, I hate the just friends thing, but like there is no other way to get it through their head. Like they, they don't get it. Wait, we are no, friends full uh, stop, not friends italics. Yes. I, I know you're not lying. I know you're but the way you are saying it doesn't sound very convincing. I have Oh to I know. That. I know. But it's like you know you know when it's it gets really hard. up like fifty million times a day. I was on a bus journey with these kids for three hours and they every single question that they had for me was basically, Are you dating? And it's like, if you get that for three hours non-stop, eventually it's going to stop sounding believable regardless of what you say. So (laughs) have you considered getting it printed on the back of a (laughs) T-shirt? Just wearing it to school. Me and Mr. Williamson are not dating. Shut up. (laughs) Yes, exactly that. That would be amazing. Oh, dear. But but yeah, um, I think we've had quite a lot of weird queer moments um 
yeah do you have any that you would like to share Lucy um hmm actually this one is funny so I was at this um little like guide sleepover we were doing some climbing and not sure why or when I mean it was probably like a random thing I brought up one of the guides I think I just mentioned a that I was gay and b that I was catholic yeah. and the fact that I was catholic with like made made her like more confused it was like yeah you like whatever yeah she was like I'm like what god you it's like was not the one I was expecting to get questions on okay yeah. Oh, classic. I mean, classic. I guess, like, a lot of the time, Catholicism is seen as more of a, like, old-fashioned thing nowadays. So, like, I know that I hadn't met anyone who was Catholic until I went to uni, and then it was my my one Catholic housemate. <laughs> um, I'm one Catholic person at my school. I mean, there may have been others, but I just didn't know that they were Catholic. I mean... It doesn't come up as much these days as it did in the historical time. Yeah. It's more. I want your opinion on transubstantiation. Tell me. Tell me now. I mean, I went to like a Catholic primary school, so like, they're out there. Yeah. Yeah. There was a... I keep seeing them advertised. I've been looking for jobs, uh, and a lot of the ones that keep coming up are Catholic primary uh, Catholic primary schools, and it's like I don't think I'm qualified to work at a Catholic primary school. But consider. <laughs> You get cake on random days. I mean, yeah, Saints but feast like, days. It's like you know, you gotta gotta counter that in. Yes, but like, have you ever been in a teacher's staff room? True, actually, there, there is cake you get on more most cake. Days. <laughs> I was gonna say, have um, you been to a theatre on tap on tap rehearsals? <laughs> Only um, cake. But yeah, I think I would be qualified to do to, uh, Church of England, but probably not Catholic primary schools. Although, um, fun fact. I mean, I didn't go because by the time I saw the poster, it had already been. So I really can't say how positive it was or what it was like. Um, there was a mass at my Catholic church for um. It was like like an LGBT, LGBTQ plus like I mean, like positivity or awareness. Aww. I can't remember how they put it, but just you know, like guys, somewhere somewhere out there, there there are there are churches flying the rainbow flag. It's nice. Or well, with a Jesse images stock image of one yeah i don't think any of our local churches do but i also grew up in tory land so that would be yeah, if they do if they do another one this year i will go along and report back nice you will have to do that um uh, well that's nice but yeah um if you have any more questions ask away if not we will wrap up the episode i think yeah i know anything else it's been like an um, hour and a half yeah has it? oh it has yeah. as well time uh so i guess now will be a good time to wrap up then um Let's wrap up not at the time of this episode going out but um i think i'm going to provisionally say that patreon release slash opening date will be the first of july um we will advertise it more on tumblr probably um Which there will be, be a lot of on. cool stuff on there like access to the discord server we have 
a whole load of channels ready for you where you can ask questions and chat about the episodes and chat to us about the episodes, which will be really cool. Um, also, like random stuff. Possibly, yeah, fun random stuff, uh, bonus content, unabridged episodes. So you will get to hear all the nonsense that we cut out from the beginning of episodes. That's so much nonsense. <laughs> That's so much nonsense. Uh, some of the extra content includes things like uh, me and Lucy singing campfire songs and annoying bus ride songs. Uh, I have a new one for you, Lucy. We can do that at some point. Oh my God, yeah. Um, I learnt one this week. I hate it so much. I have to subject you to it. Um, but yes, so we will have a an album of silly campfire songs and annoying bus journey songs uh, for children. Um, and also, uh, I have my old presentation from when I was defend well pseudo defending my uh, master's research, so that would be quite cool. Um, I'm gonna put together a camp recipe book. Yes, recipe book from Lucy with all the guide recipes. There will be other things. Um, me and Voids will be supplying people with photos of horses and cows at regular intervals. <laughs> um, so if you like those kinds of things, pay us money. <laughs> Please. Please. <laughs> You've got to be polite as, with these things. As, as you have probably gathered from vague allusions to it uh most of us are either students or broke so or both or both uh in my case so uh you will have to pay us money for those things uh but that will be coming soon you'll hear more about it if you follow us on tumblr at hey i like um so that is cool uh other than that i don't think we have anything any news to share really other than um after June, we'll be back to our regularly scheduled uh, shenanigans. Shenanigans. With, uh, that are not necessarily Pride-themed, but will normally contain some mentions of them, <laughs> to not going to lie. Uh, I'm thinking back to the fact that the Gawongo Mohawk episode had a whole thing about how, you know, <laughs> this was a woman cross-dressing as a man on stage for a significant length of time. Um, oh, there's another queer icon for you. Um, but yes, yeah, so we'll be back to our regularly scheduled nonsense after June is over with our usual logo, not the Pride logo. Um, so that is all from us for now. So I guess it is time to say goodbye. 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 And goodbye from me. Thank you so much for listening. If you've made it all the way to the end, congrats, you are officially much stronger than half of our friends. If you are enjoying listening to this podcast, please subscribe to get notified when we update, or follow us on Tumblr at Hey I Like, all lowercase. That's all for now, see you next time on Hey I Like.